Hello, everybody, and welcome to... I don't actually know what we're calling this. <laughs> I was kind of podcast. bouncing around like, what, what, what is it? Night Shift Night Podcast? Shift podcast. Yeah, I like that. I was thinking that or Night Shift Radio. Uh, mm, I like Night Shift ideas. Radio. If you, dear viewer, have any idea as to what we should call ourselves, please write us. Um, but yeah, so this is the first sort of attempt that we're doing for a night shift podcast and so everything's kind of up in the air about like format how often we do it but i think we wanted to sort of give it a shot uh because just a few days ago a brand new half-life game was feels weird to even say it yeah honestly yeah Yeah. no more i mean okay this is not this is not half-life 3 so technically, the memes can live on, but essentially, the memes are dead now, right? Like, how long? But have it's we it's said? a major installment, though, yes. right? It's the next yeah. Half Life. It doesn't have to yeah. be correct, you know, a direct sequel, right? So in my mind, it's 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 equivalent, right? Like yeah. we, we were waiting yeah. for anything Half Life, um, for sure. So Half Life Alex was just announced a VR virtual reality game, but a full Half Life game uh, from Valve. So we kind of wanted to uh, do a podcast with half-life at the center um why it's so important why it's important to us and you know sort of leading into so right now with our recording we have not seen the reveal of half-life alex yet uh we just know it was announced and uh we'll talk more about when and where that will be shown and we're gonna actually have a second part of this podcast uh, in the second half i should say after we have seen the reveal but this is kind of talking about our experience with half-life a little bit why it's important to the industry why it's important to us uh you've heard their voices let's go ahead and introduce them uh well actually i guess i should introduce myself as well my name is devin tasty jerk and next we have uh i mean go for it john it's just john or laddie i mean (laughs) no last names because i don't trust any of you um If you say it, I'll bleep it. I'll make it sound like a Oh, <laughs> I don't, don't know. That's even worse. Because how do you even spell that? Uh, Wait, what? The cuss? The <laughs> it's just asterisks. <laughs> yeah, it's just asterisks. Or okay. like Hubert. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So hello. Welcome, Jonathan. And we also have, introduce yourself. Isaiah, but you can call me Sloppy Joe. <laughs> The man, the myth, the legend, the the internet icon uh, from the Destiny videos that you all know and love. Uh, so yeah, thank you guys for coming to this pilot uh, episode of the podcast. Um, so I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about why is the Half-Life series so important? Um, we can touch – I would like to touch on why it was important to the games industry and, uh, you know, games as a whole but i kind of want to start off with personal experiences what what was your why was it important to you and what was your what was your first experience that you can remember with it what why did it stand out uh, yeah either of you can go for it well i remember i think we played it around the same time you and i yeah um, yeah now which one was that like, was that two was that half-life two i believe it was half-life two i think i played half-life one after yeah. I became a fan of Half-Life 2. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm trying to remember what else we were playing around that time. Because to me, it feels like one of my first real experiences. Yeah. So Half-Life 2 released in November of 2004. Mm. Okay, because we... That's a long time. 
Or how about the orange box? Do you remember the orange box? See, yeah. this is what I'm oh, yeah. thinking. I'm thinking we, if I remember correctly, we found out about Half-Life. I don't remember how, but it was before Episode 2 came out. Yeah, it was before Episode 2. And so I think it was after HL2 <laughs> and Episode 1. So our first experience was kind of around the same time. What, why, why did it seem so special to you? It it was the first game I think I played that had like a really strong narrative, and the gameplay was fun too. If even if it was fairly simple, I mean you're essentially just going around shooting stuff and right, kind yeah, of solving, sure. and beating things with a crowbar, but not really. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. It was. It might be why I love those kind of narrative-driven games so much, mm-hmm. like Bioshock, because I grew to love yeah. that afterward too. Yeah, I do remember that. But yeah, that was definitely after Half Life. I, I remember was. The game that had a really huge impact on me. Um, Isaiah, we kind of talked a little bit about yeah. it before too, but what was your sort of – I know you don't have as much uh, yeah. memory attached to it, but what, what do you like about Half-Life and how? what was your first experience? Yeah, it was definitely one of the first games I actually did play because mm-hmm. um, a guy I know gave me an OG Xbox yeah. and like <laughs> a case full of games, but they were all <laughs> bootleg ripped. And that just was happened to be one of the discs that actually worked. <laughs> and so I just happened to play it, but it never could save. So I always had to play it over and oh, over again. That is terrible. That is, <laughs> so here's the question. Did you actually, did you ever beat it on that? No, disc? I oh, never beat it because yeah, well. I, I, you know, if the, you know, hours of playing whatever, and then had to yeah. turn off the Xbox and they had to restart the next day or whatever. Yeah. But I eventually did get a, I think it was a PS2 mm. or PS3. I can't remember exactly, but I, I had the PS3. orange box. Oh yeah, PS3 with the sure. with the portal mm. with portal and Half Life Two, but yeah. I, I don't remember if I beat it or not. But I remember always playing. It yeah. was kind of like always went back to just beating things with crowbars and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> there's something that felt really good about. It. Oh, sorry, go go ahead, John. Well, I mean, I think we were a bit older than you, Isaiah. So oh, yeah. I don't remember the game being difficult, but I we probably had some experience. Um, yeah, or maybe. Just because we were older, um, the only difficult part I thought was just getting through Ravenholm. It was the first uh-huh. scary game I played, and it it made me so nervous. <laughs> I definitely uh, think that's part of the reason. As a kid, I never beat it. Yeah. Also, because <laughs> I think I was around eight, eight or nine when I was oh, actually geez. playing. Yeah, it. we oh, were like what so... at the time, and it yeah, kind we of scared the pants off of us. So, so like, yeah. as a kid, you know, like you know, get to a certain spot. And you're just like, oh, I'm done because yep. I'm freaking out. Yeah. <laughs> so let's let's rewind just a little bit. So it's nice to talk about kind of those those initial experiences, but talking about what made it different and 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 you know we kind of touched on narrative. We kind of touched on on we'll touch more on on world building. But for any listening who don't have a history with with Half Life, why? Because now we're, we're looking at a time where this series has not had a new game release in mm-hmm. about. 12 years well what did i say 2000 well episode two was 2007 so from 2007 till now yeah about 12 years yeah so as important as it is to some people like us um it's vanished from Mm -hmm. from public consciousness the only thing that has existed is the memes yeah it's you know half-life three one half you know it's like most (laughs) of the people saying those memes now probably don't even you know some of them never played half-life so kind of you know when we look back, even back at Half-Life 1 um, and Half-Life 2 shared this in a parallel, but going all the way back to Half-Life 1, around the time that that game came out. So for those who aren't super familiar with Half-Life, it is a first-person shooter series. But 
when you really look into it, games down to this day owe many, 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 many games owe a lot of their existence to the Half-Life series. The gaming industry would not look the same without Half-Life. And and part of it is owed to the fact that what they did, they just did extremely well. So going back to Half-Life 1, that came out around the time of, I, I wrote a few down here, with games like Shadow Warrior, Doom, Quake, hmm. and Unreal. Um, great games in terms of gameplay and, and things like that, but one big thing that they lacked was any real narrative or storyline. Yeah, I mean, sure. Shadow Warrior, looking back now, was extremely racist. I think you're just like <laughs> a, a very, very English-sounding uh, Chinese <laughs> warrior that is just making China references with every line that he has and, and mowing down. I don't even know. You, you get a gun immediately in these games, and all you know is like, okay, who do I have to kill? And then you just, you know, Yeah, it's just it's just blasting. There's no real story yeah. to it. And that's when, when Half-Life 1 really shook things up. And at the time, it was even more radical there was a large portion of the beginning where you did not have any gun. It moved very slowly. It, it, it literally took its time to build the world and, and, and give you a mystery. And like, well, the what's, maps, what's going on? the maps were very big. I feel like it was, yeah. very, it was very open. Yeah. Very nooks and crannies to get stuck in. That's a good point. Yeah. Even looking back at half-life one, it was that case, you know, the, the graphics look dated, but you can definitely tell. You look at something like uh, Quake or Unreal or, you know, yeah, there were secrets and stuff like that. But they they did their best to make it feel like an actual lived-in world uh, mm-hmm. for, for Half-Life 1. Even actual though the – packs and stuff. <laughs> yeah. But the game, the maps themselves, they, they felt open, but they were pretty yeah. linear. They were like – They were. Usually like moving down a very long hallway with a lot of twists and turns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But that's that's another thing too, kind of moving on to Half-Life 2 then eventually. They just took everything that they learned and expanded on it with um, mm-hmm. way better graphics. Yes. <laughs> um, the the storyline was continued in an extremely interesting way, but even kind of like what you said, right? Like, yeah, it, it's, it's linear, but it, you really saw it in Half-Life 2 to where there was a lot of – they built their levels in such a way to where a lot of them didn't feel linear. Mm-hmm. No, you feel yeah, like yeah, you're exploring, sure. even though you're yeah. being guided down a really specific <clears throat> path without really any options to deviate. Yeah, and, exactly. like it wasn't really open world, but it felt like it. Yeah, no, it really did. And you always wondered, like, what was just beyond that corner, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then even when you found those dead ends, there was usually a reward. I, <laughs> I've been kind of replaying some of them, and it's like there's usually something hidden when you like, oh, let's go down here, and then hey, there's a reward at least. So you never feel like, oh, well, that sucks, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, very masterful level design in terms of like you you go into this area that feels all wide and open. And yeah, there's a hundred dead ends there. You feel like there's a hundred possibilities, but technically there's a hundred dead ends. <laughs> but the one area that is just lit slightly differently, it has very just subtly different lighting off forward and way to the left and yet the way they designed the level and gave that one area very specific lighting it's like your brain is drawn there and you Mm -hmm. feel like no i'm choosing to go this way out of all the hundreds of options i'm choosing to go this way and it turns out well that's that's exactly where they wanted you to go you know but it's done subtly and masterfully yeah for sure um a big part of why i think half-life one and two even though they were at very different times of uh release 
I think a huge part of why the game industry owes them so much is is modding. Um, yeah. So was that not a thing before these Half Life games? Not the, the way. Not, not the way it is now. Definitely. Yeah. I I feel like there was definitely mods for things like Quake and Doom. You know, I, I definitely think that was. I mean, either way, with the early games of or the game industry at all it was kind of like the wild west right like since they were so simple a lot of people could make games very easily um but it did get to this point to where once these games started coming out you know certain developers would give people certain tools to to modify their game um and so i do believe that there was some for doom and for quake and unreal and i think you still see some of those the dna of some of those today but Something about the way that people flocked around Half-Life. I mean, many of the games today, and and I guess we'll loop Half-Life 2 into it as well, because it's like, without Half-Life 1, we wouldn't have Counter-Strike. I mean, that's a game that came out uh, 2000, the year 2000, just a couple of years after Half-Life came out, the original Counter-Strike mod was released. Um, that wasn't Valve. That was uh, that was a team of modders. That was just dudes who figured out how to use their engine and, and created this game. And gamers at the time were like, "Dude, this is amazing! I want to flock to that." Um, that then I think what Valve is smart about is they decided to eventually hire them on. They decided to, "Hey, I, I see your talent. Come work with us." I mean, now you go to uh, SteamDB.info. Um, Counter-Strike Global Offensive is currently the top played game on Steam with 277,000 people playing. You know, that all sprang from Half-Life 1 in the year 2000. You know, it's like obviously there's been Counter-Strike games released since then, but but yeah, you look at Team Fortress, you look at what were some of your do you remember any mods that you enjoyed playing back in the day? That that I remember going to moddb.com. ModDB, I remember that too and I feel like most of them were source mods. That's what I'm remembering I, too. But maybe that's just what I looked for. I know but, there was others, but I honestly think that was when we were on. I think Source Mods, so that Source is the game engine for Half Life Two. Um, yeah, I believe Source Mods were the biggest draw of ModDB at the time when we were going. So I remember one. I think you liked a lot was Synergy, right? Wasn't mm-hmm. it just a mod to allow Half Life Two to be played co-op? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite was Suicide Survival. Uh, which was explain think, that one that one's fun i think it was just a a project by some students for a class um but yeah. uh what did you say that genre is called Devin? so i'll yeah i'll let you finish that that's called prop hunt prop hunt prop okay hunt. so you were yeah. you played either as gardeners or shrubberies in this mm-hmm. map and there were a ton of them yeah um and the gardeners would throw like some kind of bouncing look like a book but if it hit, mm, yeah. Uh, if it hit a shrubbery that turned out to be a player, mm-hmm. then it would kill them. Yeah. Uh, and the shrubberies were like jihadists. They would like <laughs> they would literally go, not, <laughs> they would explode <laughs> when you left clicked. And the only other thing you could do was move with WASD. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you would make a shuffling noise, uh, you know, as a plant. You just try not to move, yeah. and I loved it because yeah. it was so intense. Yeah. But then yeah. there were a couple of, like ones that a couple of mods that had so much effort put into it what was that one Devin? it was it was a little futuristic neo tokyo there was neo tokyo right off the bat yeah, how did yeah. you know that I, was probably the highest quality mod that i remember loving at, at the time yeah 
I remember was... playing it. I had a hard time, but yeah. I remember it was very high quality. It was like sci-fi Counter-Strike. I mean, that's what it felt like, really. As a kid, I always remember looking at the mods and like, at all, because I'm like, oh man, I wish I could do this, but like only having consoles for a long time. Yeah. Like, and that's the thing. Just watching just like... YouTube videos about it. You know, yeah. just like, that's, that was my way of playing it for a while. Yeah. The modded stuff until I finally got a PC. Yeah. 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 And that's awesome too. Cause it's like, um, you know, so you get this game, right? You get Half-Life or you get Half-Life 2 and, and so many mods sprung out of that. And then eventually the mods that were the best above the rest, they, you know, earned their right to be full games, you know, because of mm-hmm. the passionate teams behind them, just, just passion projects, really. I mean, they started, uh, you know, no one was making any money off of them. They were doing it because they loved the idea of what they were working on. Um, but that's what Valve is really good at is embracing what people love and incorporating them, you know. Remember that, that one mod uh, that was really popular made by some guy named uh, Gary? <laughs> yeah, Gary. what was that one called? I can't remember. Yeah. yeah, Gary's mod. That was a huge one. That was, and that's actually a perfect segue because you kind of talked about prop hunt and um, yeah, and and so Gary's mod. That was what really opened everything up. To, I mean, how would you describe Gary's mod? He added whoever Gary is added more tools into yeah. it into the Source Engine, like as a game. When you were running it, there were tools in within game to create yeah. your own games and yeah. mods yeah um, that was even more of a gateway drug to like i think that single-handedly well not single-handedly but inspired so many people to get into coding and, mm. and making because of so, having such a low barrier to entry with that game you know oh, yeah sure. and people created all kinds of crazy stuff there was some serious role-playing yes servers and there were yeah. some servers full of all kinds of mini games yeah wasn't there was what was that one mode called with the terrorists um trouble in terrorist town trouble yeah. in terrorist town that's i never still going that's yeah. still oh absolutely and gary's mod is still like big with everything it's incredible and how long how long has gary's mod been a thing now let me see if i could pull that up mod db's player's choice honorable mention in 2006 wow, yeah. 05 so <laughs> this has been around and it's probably i mean last time i saw i was stronger than ever and i was totally confused by everything that was going on there, there was like, eleven thousand like, people playing right oh this my second, and yeah, it was higher was earlier like, wow. <laughs> i walked into some servers my brother got into and it was like it looked like a second life sort of thing created within mm-hmm. yeah. a mod so that's the thing the flexibility that this allowed this game allowed for you loaded into gary's mod and then you'd load into a server and so for anybody listening who's who's confused, it's Half-Life 2 is a shooter. It's a shooter. Um, then somebody made a mod called Gary's Mod. And so you load up this game, and it's essentially loading up Half-Life 2. And then you join a server. And then in that server, it's not necessarily a shooter. It's a medieval role-playing game where everybody's mm-hmm. standing around acting like they're from this time period. And, you know, and then you join another server, and it's uh, about you know, using the tools that you have to create these mm-hmm. massive vehicles that you try to ram <laughs> against each other and, and destroy. And, but this is all in the same shooter and, and, and yeah. the tools that allowed people to make these games, but going back to um, 
So Prop Hunt is, is was that game. Uh, what did you say it was called before? It was Suicide Survival. Suicide Survival, yeah. So that's Suicide Survival turned into, um, yeah, the, the game mode that we now know as Prop Hunt, where one team are the hunters, the other team are literally um, items in the level that are trying <laughs> to hide. And so you have these game modes that came from Gary's mod, um, like Prop Hunt, these weird obstacle courses where mm-hmm. either you're just trying to survive all these crazy things or there's another team of players who can activate traps on you. Um, Trouble in Terrorist Town, two t- or everybody loads in and role plays. And then shortly after people load in, it informs people who's innocent and who's a terrorist. It's essentially mm-hmm. like a, a hyperactive game of Mafia. Yep. You're you're trying to bump off if you're the terrorist, you're trying to bump off all the innocents, and as the innocents, you're trying to, you know, figure out who's a terrorist, and you know, and, and it just led to these awesome moments. But today, I, I was with um, a couple little kids, and they said, "Oh, do you play Roblox?" That's that's <laughs> the thing that kids love, and I had never actually played it, so I was like, uh, "Sure, I'll play it with you." And you load into Roblox, and, and and Roblox is very much Gary's mod. Like it's yeah, very it's, much like a new version of like it's, yeah, it's a kid's Gary's mod. It's, it's a kid's Gary's is. mod. Um, and they had like I forget what it was like, panic in whatever. And you load in, and it's it's trouble in terrorist town. Um, <laughs> you load into another one, and it's prop hunt. Even Fortnite has yep. prop hunt. Like they have a rotating prop hunt mode. Um. These all came because of Half-Life and the people that gathered around Half-Life and, and made mods and, and made this this passionate community. And so, you know, I think when you look at the front page of Steam, you, you see a lot of Team Fortress 2. That was that was a that was a Half-Life mod. different aside i was just gonna say uh half-life 2 forced you to download steam that yeah. was new that was nobody did digital releases like that uh, at the time and and looking at articles people hated steam i i guess it was a buggy mess nobody yeah. wanted to install it i didn't um, use it when it was problematic i think when i got into the orange box it was it was matured yes by the time we did steam was matured and steam made sense steam was like oh yeah this is perfect yeah but again, that's that was a risk that Valve took by saying, "Hey, you want this new game? You got to download this thing." When everybody was like, "What is this? I don't want this. This <laughs> makes no sense." Oh, and now it's buggy. Why do we have to deal with this crap? You know. Yeah. Um, now Steam just makes sense. So many people sure. have Steam nowadays. Um, well, everything now is run off of, like a specific server. Yeah. Everything, yes. You know, everybody's so like, copying Steam now. Yeah. Yeah. Literally everything. You know, and they're Epic, doing the same you know, thing. Fortnite has their own thing, and now they have their own server of games. And right. Xbox even has it. it. Everything is run off, you know, a specific server, Origin, whatever you want. Like, it's just everything. Blizzard. Um, but that's always what the interesting thing was. So, you know, Half-Life 2 came out. Then Valve said they wanted to experiment with episodic games. Um, Which was... Intended to shorten that gap between Half Life One and Half Life Two. Yeah, yeah, yes. Do you remember all the the rumors and cancellations that they talked about while we were waiting for another Half Life to be developed after Episode Two? 
Yeah, yeah. So that's what we were gonna. So yeah, episode two. You know, they their episodic was doing all right, and then episode two released in two thousand. What did we say? Seven. Um, two thousand seven. Mm-hmm. And so realistically, you know, episode two ended on a brutal cliffhanger. <laughs> if someone has not does not remember it or has not played through it, I will not spoil no it. Spoilers. No spoilers. No, no spoilers. It's, it's, it's old. I know There's it's old, but it's like played it. play it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, um, and seriously, spoilers are so well. huge because I yeah. remember when we were young, we talked about this like it was a TV show or a book. Mm-hmm. We had a friend who was like, "Oh yeah, I played it," and we didn't believe him. So, yeah. so we didn't ask like anything about gameplay. We're like, "Oh, so what happened?" You know? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Like, oh, like I didn't play it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. That's a great point. So you know, hopefully, realistically, we're looking forward to 2008. 2009 maybe 2010 at worst getting half-life 2 episode 3 yeah find out what happened to our major our our favorite characters right (laughs) yeah where's the where's the next book in the series and honestly i love the villains like i love the the alien races i wanted to see what was going to happen with that Mm. Uh, all the different aliens too was pretty different for all the yeah awesome art design incredible art design yes yes but didn't happen just kind of they talked about half-life because it was their biggest series and like yep yeah it's coming we're making it and then over time talked less and less and kind of uncomfortable laughs and shrugs when people at conventions asked about the next half-life and oh yeah i don't know you know and 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 that's honestly it, it ended with a whimper and i think that was the hardest part about being a half-life fan was like you know, imagine your favorite series ending mm-hmm. on an incredible but brutal cliffhanger. And then the people who are continuing it were talking about how excited they were. And then they never even canceled it. It was yeah, at least not verbally, right? Like it no. was never like, no, we're not making another Half-Life. It was always like, oh, it's coming. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. But you see that the, the, the company had clearly moved on to far more lucrative ventures, right? I mean – in microtransactions, I I suppose they were yes. to make a lot of money in Dota two and yeah. the various CS or Counter Strike games. What was the mm-hmm. was it CSGO that was really popular? Uh Source was extremely popular and then they moved on to Go, which obviously monetized uh the Counter Strike formula. And yeah, they were making the uh, awesome money with those games yeah. along with the games that they released on Steam and so um Half Life fans started to feel pretty spurned, like mm-hmm. Okay, so you're done making these narrative games. You're done. So then we did get Portal Two, and that was kind of like a, okay, this is awesome. This is this feels like Valve, yeah. amazing puzzle game that still had Half Life um, DNA, right? Like it did yeah, feel. It did feel like it for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even and with co-op for the first time, right? Oh, incredible, incredible co-op mm-hmm. campaign. Yeah. Um, but still, it wasn't Half Life, you know. No. Um, and so Half Life. It did, and that that made it that again stuff like that made it tough because it's like we're waiting for Half Life, and then Portal Two comes out, and then there's a secret in Portal Two that you like find, and then it's like a very direct Half Life reference. It's like, oh my god, yeah. So it's like they Half-Life gotta release it soon. Dead. They it's gotta somewhere. release it soon. Yeah, yeah, this is a hint. They're almost done. Um, you know, they're almost done every year for the past 12 <laughs> years. I mean, honestly, for maybe the past five or six years, increasingly, I've, I, I stopped wishing for Half-Life. I was just like, no, it's... It was kind of dead. Gone. It was kind yeah, of dead. Yeah, yeah, most of us, I think, moved on. 
So then that's when you got more nails in the coffin, right? Because I, I was still ravenous for this series and I, I love looking up stuff in the industry. So we know, man, let me see if I can even remember it off the top of my head. Warren Spector, who, what did he create? Warren Spector. He created Deus Ex, I think. He created some of the original System Shock games and Deus Ex. War Inspector. No, Warren Spector. Um, he was making a Half-Life game. He he and his team were making a Half-Life game at some point behind the scenes. Had something to do with like a different sort of gravity gun. Um, that got canceled. We found out about it a year or two later. He moved on to Epic Mickey, of all things. He decided to make <laughs> that game for Wii. Epic Mickey. Uh... Um a uh, little developer that not a ton of people knew about at the time, uh, Arcane, was making a game called Half-Life 2 Episode 4. That was the running title. Oh. It was going to be either Episode 4 or called Return to Ravenholm. Mm. Um, there are screenshots online now. You title. can find leaked screenshots. Um that got canceled. Valve said, no, nope, not up to par. That team then went on to make Dishonored. Um, oh, yeah. I was they stole the Half Life artist. They stole yeah. one of the main Half Life artists. I was going to mention that Dishonored very much so has a, uh, a Half Life yeah. feel to it. The designer of City Seventeen from Half Life is the main art director. Oh, for Dishonored. City yeah. Seventeen. Yeah. So Dishonored is very City Seventeen uh, yeah. Combine feeling. Yeah. Um, and then on top of that, we at this point know Half Life. Episode 3 or Half-Life 3 or whatever the heck it was, was made or was being made and canceled at least once, possibly twice. Um, If you ever want a good, nice long read, I would say Google The Final Hours of Half-Life 2. It's an excellent long read uh, from GF Keighley, and he is – it's a nice write-up. He was behind the scenes before Half-Life 2 was released and as you read through that you get the impression that valve is perfectionist particularly when it comes to half-life as a series um half-life 2 almost went through the same stuff like cancellations reboots all behind the scenes um not over as long of a period uh, of time but uh but i think that's just what happens they get too far into their own head They, they get too obsessed with reinventing the wheel and you know yeah. some of us just wanted the story to well, come I mean, they, they, did it, they did it once you know so they're trying yeah. to do it again yeah but you they know, seem I, to want something revolutionary every time because yeah. half-life one and half-life two they make such a big impact i was gonna say launched. that's kind of the problem is that you know they were two for oh like in terms of like making a huge splash in the gaming industry and so a lot of the fans were just like hey we don't need a revolution for the next one we just want a continuation of the story and uh and that wasn't good enough that wasn't and then as the wait got longer i think their own expectations got even heavier and so then it kind of just Hey, let's stop talking about Half Life because we're not ready to show anything. So it's, yeah, I mean, what happens when six, seven, eight years go by and then suddenly they release Episode Three? Yeah, look in the same textures, <laughs> just yeah. continue yeah. the story. People would play it. I yeah, I mean, I would enjoy it, but yeah, it'd be like yeah, it, it wouldn't have the same like big feel. Yeah, yeah. No, and after all that time, they just they couldn't at that point, right? Yeah. No, absolutely. And so then on top of that, this wait for Half-Life 3, um, the main writer 
for Half Life, uh, did depart. He departed uh-huh. Valve, and a year later, after his departure, book we, leak? he uh, posted on his blog Epistle Three, which <laughs> is like another word for letter, but yeah. Episode Three, and he basically wrote what the story was going to be for the next Half-Life game uh, if he had written it and basically signed off like this is the end of Gordon Freeman and everybody was like okay Half-Life is truly dead <laughs> like that's yeah. it's a main yeah, that was like the official unofficial sign off yep yep that's it Half-Life is dead and I think that was honestly kind of nice I remember reading yeah. it and I remember feeling very it's a little closure mixed, but very like <laughs> Okay, I can lay it to rest. Like, Valve is obviously done. So anyway, not Half-Life 3, but after 12 years, Valve decides to announce on a Monday in a new Twitter account, Half-Life Alex is revealed, and we are looking forward to sharing more with you this Thursday. So we're looking forward to that. But uh, So let's, let's, let's go from the very basic – I mean uh, – I was not expecting Half Life game to be announced this week. No, nope. <laughs> I, mean, I can't. I can't. I, you know, yeah. Any time in the last twelve years, you know. Just yeah, random. it still feels a little surreal to be completely honest that yeah. we can say they're going to show a Half Life game in a couple days. It also feels like it's far off because I feel like none of us have a VR capable system. Correct. Oh so that's my question: Is what was your first? reaction to this did, did i send you the link did you see the link yourself yeah what, what I, was your first reaction to seeing i don't it? even remember where i first saw it suddenly it was like in a bunch Everywhere. of places yeah my first reaction is obviously i have to play this yeah but obviously i don't have space to put a vr system anywhere nor the money right <laughs> that that was right. my thing i was like oh sweet i was like never gonna play that <laughs> i was like <laughs> I what's kind of cool is there's a lot of vr games now that um isaiah have you had a chance to play in virtual reality yeah yeah it's it's cool. It's very. I um, enjoy it. Yeah, no, it, it's really one of those things to where you do have to experience it to fully understand it. It's just mm-hmm. it is a whole different way to experience something. Um, and then Valve released the knuckles, and now you have full finger dexterity and tracking. We uh, you know, we should wrap up. But on top of that thought, I think what excites me about this, and this is all just gonna tell with time this is potentially the renaissance for vr because we just talked about everything that half-life one did for the industry true and then we talked about everything that half-life two did for the industry um this is just a game but it is not just a game because it is a game tied with mechanics built from the ground up for virtual reality on a engine that is being built around virtual reality that if we're to take history as any indicator is going to be very easily available to modders to developers they've already done it twice yeah so this is essentially going to be a springboard for how much stuff came out of half-life one how much stuff came out of half-life two this is potentially a springboard for a whole new era of you know and so if that's the case maybe they consider it in an investment in their future because it's like it may not matter as much the initial sales over time 
what if there is a Gary's mod for Half Life <laughs> Alex? Um, yeah. People are going to be people are still buying Gary's mod, the original one, to this day. That's more money in Valve's pockets because people are also buying Half Life and they're investing in Steam and they're you know. Um, I mean, I'm just headsets. Yeah. I mean, the price of a VR system will come down too exactly because these these screens we're looking at from a distance yeah they're pretty sharp at, at ultra hd resolutions and yeah. cards are starting to be able to play games at those resolutions even like the mid-range cards they're testing these games at you know 4k now yeah, uh, yeah. and the resolution only needs to be so high for a very small screen jammed right up against your right. eyes. Yeah. The vibe is dense. And as the, mm-hmm. as these cards are able to handle this, um, the price of that system is definitely going to come down and I'm sure it'll become more mainstream as it gets more, you know, affordable. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and maybe, you know, right now I'm happy with a 1080p monitor. I know there's better. I I've seen 1440p. I've seen 4k. I know they look better, but I'm, I'm still, content with a 1080p monitor right what is that sweet spot with vr because like now if you go to an index and then you go back to the original oculus rift you're not gonna say oh this is good enough like it's it's actually uncomfortable going back that far um so is this potentially is the index potentially going to be like the the 1080p like the yeah, oh, you know, eventually so. there will be better, but is it okay? Like, is it good enough? And then as that goes down in price, you know, they're just going to sell more and more. And, and mm-hmm. is that what they're expecting f- for this to be the hardware with long legs? I mean, I could yeah, see that. At what resolution can we not tell the difference between right. anymore? Right, correct. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll see, you know. Yeah. Um, this is, yes, the index came out and it's been out for a little while, but this is the push like this was the game plan they they were going to try to release half-life alex with the index's launch last year um obviously they wanted to polish it up and as far as delays go it's still not even that bad you know i mean we didn't even know a half-life <laughs> game was in the works until officially this week yeah i mean who cares if it was if it was delayed it's it's being released yeah, I yeah. Mean, well, people would accept. I mean, just an announcement means like it exists. Yeah. It's yeah. here. That's huge. Even if That's they huge. said coming in, it's actually real. Yeah, they've committed. Yeah, if they said yeah. coming in 2022, people would be like, "Oh my god, we're getting a new Half Life." Yeah, and this is potentially coming in March. That's oh, crazy. That, that seems too early to me. I do believe that it's going to be pushed back, but the fact that an internal timeline is set for March, like that's yeah, that's crazy. That's even more legit. Yeah. Yeah. And if it is true that, you know, it has been delayed already for a year. Yeah. Um, well, hopefully there won't be much greater delay. Not that I care because I can't yeah. afford a system right now. I mean, now. that's the thing, right? I'm not going to be able to personally get this yeah. for, for quite and some I'm time. I'm not but watching I, any trailers or spoilers for a game I, I need to experience. You're, wait, you're, you're not going to watch the reveal? What reveal? The I'm not watching any trailers? No. What? That's why we're recording the next part soon. Are we? <laughs> Yes, we're going to talk about our reactions. You got to at least watch the reveal. Okay. I'll, uh, the reveal, I'll watch the reveal, but no trailers okay. past that. I'm not watching any gameplay. Respect. Right. Streams. Respect. Uh, I'm like I'm hoping to have a computer built next year. Yeah. Um I mean, either way, I was planning on summer. Yeah. Either way, I was planning on upgrading my PC next year. Yeah, but, same. 
I haven't even seen the game yet. Yeah. And it took me from no, I really don't need a VR to like Oh, I know. Could I swing this? Look what they've <laughs> done. Look yeah. what they've done to us. But well the thing is is you look you look um stuff has released Valve themed and, and valve uh, focused stuff has released for headsets already you look at aperture hand labs showing off the um the degree in which you can use the the knuckles and it, it looks so different than half-life games because it looks so much better now so much higher fidelity so much more range of motion and then incorporating that into vr i i looked at those videos and thought man it would be crazy to get a full game like that and now Valve is going to do something like that. Like they're mm-hmm. actually going to put their money where their mouth is and release Finally. a full experience. This is seeming like a pretty good segue to the end of this part. Um, yeah. Is there anything else you wanted to touch on or discuss before we started wrapping up? No, I mean for this section. Yeah. Well, that's oh. perfect then. Um, thank you guys for discussing this. That is a perfect segue. Uh, we're going to be transitioning out of this part. And once we take a break and hear a quick word from our sponsors, uh, we are going to come back with part two. And uh, by the time you hear our voices again, we will have seen the Half-Life Alex reveal. And hopefully you have too. Um, yeah. So go ahead and stick around for the music. And here is a quick word from our sponsors. Hello, Archimedes here from the Night Shift Podcast. I would like to formally invite you to our Wednesday night Twitch streams. What do we stream, you ask? How about me giving my cat Remy a bath? Watch as this little turd that hates baths fights me tooth and nail every week. There's some real tantalizing stuff. And feel free to donate on the stream. We will happily take all your money. Thanks for tuning in. it was i don't know i was like i was dancing <laughs> what about you john can you ask the question again just what, what what was your reaction i know we just watched it a little bit ago but what what's your first impressions what how are you feeling about this i mean there was let's be honest there was a remote possibility that we went into today and saw what it was and maybe felt disappointed a remote possibility <laughs> but no no, there was no disappointment. And and for full disclosure, I had you guys muted for a minute. So I just like, <laughs> as soon as you asked that question, I heard your voice. The first time. There you uh, go. Yeah. But oh, I was blown away by seeing all the familiar things. I mean, the nostalgia mm-hmm. there was mm-hmm. incredible. Um, 
and seeing the, the the minor differences in like the models of the new well new everything yeah anything animated i should say yeah um the striders looked awesome oh my the, god um, the combine looked awesome the the mm-hmm. new head crab dudes looked thicker and scarier <laughs> they were thick oh, they yeah. looked beefy and yeah. that made me nervous beefy boys um and the whole I mean, great and g-man's new model i mean he looked awesome he looked so hot. good yeah oh yeah yeah I, I, I wish <laughs> i could become him <laughs> there's still time there's still time john i need to lose weight and buy some very blue suits and a solid and some slightly glowing uh contact lenses yeah Seriously. yeah although although the fda puts out warnings about those you actually have you should get a prescription <laughs> you can like accidentally like cause apparently, planes to crash if you're looking uh, into the eye uh, <laughs> in the sky at night <laughs> yeah but apparently it's just illegal um to sell like co- cosmetic contacts like really stuff yeah you should not be using them like the risk of just using using regular like prescription contacts is already high mm. enough and they say like crazy like terrible things could happen if you don't use ones that are prescribed to your eye shape you know what i do believe that i don't think i would ever first of all i don't wear contacts anyway but second of yeah. all i would never just buy contacts online no, and no, i'm not a fan of things going into my oh, eye yeah ball. yes yeah. and i didn't there's know a that. reason why horror movies use the eye <laughs> that's a big thing yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, just from the very beginning, and if somebody is interested in this series or curious about it, please go watch the trailer, the Half-Life Alex reveal. But I mean, first things first, I'm blown away by the level of fidelity, the movement. I mean, Mm. it feels like the next step, right? Uh In video games almost. Because it's almost hard for me to wrap around my mind that that was footage from a video game. It felt like a first-person movie. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like everything was so expertly animated. I know some of that had to be like scripted or staged. I get it. Yeah. But most of that looked like real gameplay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then right away, the first thing, what's the first thing that they introduce you to? I mean, it looks like there's some new aliens at the beginning, but then just a few seconds in head crab jumping at your oh, face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's not going to be upsetting in VR. No, <laughs> I, people are going to be ripping the headsets off of their face, screaming like, yep. Imagine experiencing Ravenholm as oh a preteen in VR. <laughs> that was no. the first thing I was no. thinking about. Like the opening scene, I'm like, okay, this game is going to be sketchy as heck. Oh my god, you're right. No, I, I, I know. I've been excited. I, I love frictional games mm. like this. It, it that's what it reminded me of: sneaking around, mm-hmm. hiding behind things, not like going around guns mm. blazing. Those are frictional yeah. games. You're yes. weak and you're exposed and you're hiding from stuff and you have the headset on and the mm-hmm. lights out. It's dark. So you're listening to everything around you. It's all about atmosphere. <laughs> That's got to be the little... scariest thing ever. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the pitter patter of a little head crab's feet is going to oh, be horrifying. Dude. Oh, my gosh. Uh, when you don't know exactly where they're coming from or if they're above oh you or gosh. below you. The tension's going to be incredible. I mean, it was already mm-hmm. there on a on a flat screen in front of you. Yes. Right? And yeah. I, I haven't played anything scary in VR yet. And yet it's surprising yeah. how – I know you haven't tried VR yet, John. And I know you can imagine. I know you can imagine. But it really is surreal how after just wearing it for less than a minute, suddenly you're just in it. You're, you're <laughs> it suddenly realizing real. like yeah. you, you understand that you're in a game, but you're suddenly acutely aware of like – I am unaware of the world, the real world around me, and I am mm-hmm. in this virtual world. And it's so – imagining that with the level of fidelity of Half-Life is 
I mean, they knocked it out of the park so far. It looks incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very um, much so. One of the things that uh, even minor things. So you mentioned like amnesia, right? Like, um, oh yeah. In the previous part, we're going to try and keep this part much shorter than the previous part. Um, but in the previous part, I had mentioned the final hours of Half-Life 2, that article that was released back when Half-Life 2 was released by mm-hmm. Jeff Keighley. Very in-depth article about the the, the behind-the-scenes um, design and development of Half-Life 2. Well, guess what? He just came out and said he is making a final hours of Half-Life Alex, which is awesome. I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to that. But he already released a 20-minute video today, a sit-down with some of the head developers of Half-Life Alex. Mm-hmm. I won't cover too much because I think you should just go watch that video too. But um, it did have some very interesting insights. And, and for instance, the things that VR allows you to do. It's even minor things. Like one thing I noticed in the trailer is like when she was hiding at the beginning, right? You knew something was stalking her. Just putting her hand up. I mean, you you think of Half-Life, Half-Life 2 – Physics are already such an integral part of that game. Yeah. But you interact by either with the gravity gun, clicking and then pressing another input, or or E, right? E picks up something. E drops yeah. it or, or click to throw. Everything is a million times more nuanced in virtual reality because it's mm-hmm. about minute movement in your hands. So like even minor things like you just saw her reach her hands up and push some like stuff on the shelf slightly oh, to the love side. That. So she the could interactivity of the, the area. That incredible. was incredible. Yeah. And it's it's really clever for them to use those apparently they're called gravity gloves or mm-hmm. something similar cuz I always yes. wondered like how do you react with things in VR? I remember companies trying to work on these gloves that could yeah. basically depict your depict your hands in games but Valve has come up with these gravity gloves, you yeah. know? And yeah. apparently you just you point at an object and it'll glow, essentially like mm-hmm. highlighting it. Yeah. Uh, you close it to to like close your hand to kind mm-hmm. of I guess select it and then you flick your wrist towards you and it'll 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 throw the item towards you. You're kind of like summoning it like a Jedi. And then you have I a chance to I haven't even like tried it yet, but the it. way you're describing it, it sounds like it's going to feel so good. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, and then sure. you don't have to physically like pick things up awkwardly and pretend like you're holding yes. them in your hand at that point, right, which right. I think is nice. I am mm-hmm. looking forward to the day when they will have gloves that give you some kind of haptic feedback when you touch them. Oh, yeah. for sure. You know um, that's coming. Yeah, yeah it, sure. it's at some point, but who knows how long that'll be. I, I imagine yeah. the tech involved is quite um, complicated. <sighs> yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, that that's that's pretty exciting. That's amazing. Yeah, and then yeah. even again, touching on, on amnesia and the what the level of fidelity even an interactivity that vr gives you because mm-hmm. they asked in the uh video you know jeff Keeley basically said obviously you're going to get a portion of the community that says okay do we get a normal half-life by means you know not vr or are you going to release a version of this not in vr and they basically said like no there's no, no. plans to no it's like, okay yeah all of the all of the systems are made from the ground up for VR i mean and even jeff keely said the same thing he said he agreed cuz he had played through the game and so he said like they were talking about there's so much coding that just goes into the doors and because yeah. you use your hands it makes sense and it's hard to imagine doing that with the mouse cuz they were saying like literally you're in vr and he said there was a section where it literally made sense to where he knew somebody something was in the next room so he grabbed the handle of the door cracked it open slightly tucked the gun into the crack and turned it to the right and just started firing like crazy (laughs) when he heard the enemies react he then pulled out a grenade chucked it in and closed the door behind them and he's like wow just that 
level of interactivity in combat spaces is something that's yeah. only possible in VR. Now, of yeah, course, the, there's they no way could... to simulate that with a keyboard and mouse. No, it'd be so hard. They could adapt it though to simplify it. I mean, I, do, I mean, I believe sure. that there's some technical, you know, excuses, but they're sure. clearly pushing VR. I mean, you could mm-hmm. get this, you could play this game with any VR system, but it's free yeah. with the Valve Index. Yeah, yeah, correct. So there, I mean, it, it reminds me of of what apple can do apple's got big pockets huge followers people are going to want to play this game they're going to pay to play this game when mm-hmm. something new like usb type c came out mm-hmm. apple was the first they're like we're releasing a laptop the mm-hmm. only usb port is going to be type c yeah and everyone's like oh okay yeah well i guess we're going to buy it and use it and manufacturers are like okay i guess we gotta make type c mm-hmm. devices now because yeah. that's what it is and they can afford to do that because they've got yeah. that kind of following yeah, mm-hmm. and they, it might upset people, but hey, you that know. is. I mean, that's what they should be doing in a position of power is. Oh yeah, paving them the way for innovation instead of playing yeah. it safe, and that's yeah. kind of what the joke was. Is like, you know, VR launched, and all the fans were mad after the first few months. Like, oh, there's no solid flagship <laughs> games for it, and then this gets announced, and people are like, "What the heck, Valve? Why are you only releasing Half Life for VR?" It's like. <laughs> This had to happen, otherwise yeah. VR may die in the water. I mean, never officially die, but you could see it needed more traction, and this yeah. may be the kick in the pants that it needed. You see how uh, you heard Alex's voice back there, right? Yeah, no, she she talks now. She that's talks unlike a certain protagonist we know, right? I thought that was an interesting choice, Gordon yeah. Gordon Freeman, you know, main character of the whole series never talked we talked we discussed that it's kind of like a cipher for you the player um yeah this is the first half-life game where you have a voiced protagonist aside from the other two offshoots that i never fully played uh the one with barney and the one with shepherd i don't know if they spoke but they were they were offshoot old half-life games um yeah, but that's interesting now here's one I don't know how much we want to talk about story theories and stuff like that. Here's an interesting thing. Do you know who voices Alex? Um, Jeff Goldblum. Yes. No. No. So Merle Dandridge is the name of the actress for uh, Alex through the whole Half-Life series. This is not Merle Dandridge voicing Mm -hmm. Alex. However – Merle Dandridge, it's a new voice actor because it's like a younger Alex, I guess is what they're going for. But Merle has gotten older. Merle Dandridge, I mean, she's still doing fine. But what's interesting is Merle Dandridge um, has been going crazy with the promotion of Half-Life Alex. I do think that's interesting. She knows full well that she's not voicing Alex in this game. But do you think there's a possibility that we get a time jump forward? I was about to say that. I think so. Just a thought, because I'm Flash like, it's weird that she's promoting this game so heavily and she's not even in. I mean, she says she's proud of her character, and she yeah. said that in one of her tweets. Oh, so proud to see more of Alex. And But she's promoting it pretty hard for a person who's not even in it. So, I don't know. Well, it's, it's sci-fi, and in sci-fi, anything is possible. There's I mean, time travel. There's portals. Dimensions. True. Yeah. I mean, that Half-Life level where you're in the head crab dimension, that was trippy. Yes. And, <laughs> I oh, mean, speak of which, um, okay, you know joyous time to be a half-life fan we're getting the zen update in the next week or two for black mesa source so mm-hmm. black mesa That's the crazy. overhaul of a half-life one is i haven't played that wow. oh my god they've been we've been following that for how long has it been a decade plus <laughs> like half-life levels of development and it's yeah. so <laughs> slow the development but it's all you know 
I mean, I, I started guess they playing put it, it up for sale, day. right? Didn't they? It wasn't. What? It oh, yeah, no, a it's free mod. It's for sale. Yeah. And then um, it ended up on the Steam store. Yeah. Yeah. But it's incomplete. But it is fantastic. That's actually oh, what yeah. I'm kind of oh, playing yeah. through right now. It's is is Black Mesa, and it is it is Valve quality. I wouldn't be surprised if Valve eventually made them like a job opportunity or something. How about departures and the writers and stuff coming back? Oh yeah, yeah. We were talking about that a little bit ahead of time. Thank you for reminding me. So yeah, this is kind of interesting. Um, so. I think I did a lot of editing for part one, so you probably won't hear this in part one. But one of the things that I cut was talking about a YouTuber called Valve News Network, who Uh, did a lot of reporting on this. Um, Basically, he uploaded – since he was very in the know for a few years, he had an inside scoop on the source. He uh, uploaded another video today, um, Mm -hmm. and he had a lot more details about behind the scenes, um, including the other video from Jeff Keighley, um, The Final Hours of Half-Life Alex. But – Basically, this game did go through a minor reboot not too long ago. Um, the mechanics never really, or the mechanics didn't go through a reboot. The mechanics were always pretty solid. But I guess they had a new writer uh, who was not super familiar with the Half Life world. And they uh. had him. Yeah, kind of. He was in Valve and good writer, I guess. But he, when he wrote the story for Half Life Alex, early playtest people came in and said like the game is fantastic but i didn't feel like there was a lot at stake like i felt like the Mm. story was kind of you know low stakes so they actually ended up overhauling the story um they did so mark laidlaw was the original writer of a lot of the half-life games he did leave valve a while ago and while he didn't come back they did confirm that he was um he was consulted a lot. He did a lot of consultation on this project. And then the two main writers were actually the main writers for Portal 1 and 2. And okay. those games are excellently written. And both of those writers have a very intimate knowledge of the Half-Life universe since Portal also does tie in with Half-Life. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, just from the trailer, I know it's a short trailer, but uh, it looks like they're doing... I mean, I guess let's just touch on that a little bit, man. They're doing Half-Life Justice. Like, it looks... Mm-hmm. Yes. It looks it, so new. It but... looks worth the wait. Yeah. yeah. And, and yet, it you could see the quality of it. I mean, it, it's definitely current generation and made yeah. for VR, but they didn't go nuts with, like, right. crazy lighting or extremely yeah. high-resolution textures. They want mm-hmm. this game to be accessible yeah. on all VR headsets. Uh, yeah. yeah, you know what was interesting is um, a few years ago, Valve was experimenting with photogrammetry, I think is how it's pronounced, which is like, yeah. you see something, I think Vanishing of Ethan Carter. Oh, like all of it, it looks incredible. It's photogrammetry, and it looks yeah. amazing. And then, and, hey, didn't, uh, what's it called? Um, Battlefront, the the new one, also took up a lot yeah, of that too. I think it the, did. All, yes, it did. Yeah. It did yeah, they, for a lot of the terrains. Yeah. And the, yeah. yeah, it did. Mm-hmm. Now, they're probably using that to a degree in, in this game as well, but kind of touching on your point about not going crazy with textures. And, you know, I mean, it looks fantastic, but someone on the forums was pointing out um, it doesn't look like they went crazy with photogrammetry, even though they were, you know, uh, doing some of that, experimenting with some of that. And somebody else said, mm-hmm. yeah, it actually looks a lot like Dishonored. And mm-hmm. I was like, actually, that's a good point. Like, it looks like... A, no, I got that definite feel. It's stylized. Yeah, you don't need to go yeah. for 
ultra realism. No. Um, I don't think that holds up as well. It, does, it never mm-hmm. ages well. I mean, mm-hmm. the Star Wars Galaxies tried to go for a real feel. That looks yeah. terrible. That doesn't look good. Uh, the Old Republic mm-hmm. definitely is going to age better. Uh, yeah. The yeah, absolutely. About. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's better to stylize it, especially in that world. I mean, it was already – it's already too far from realistic. So. Yeah. Oh, I give the... Uh, and we don't need it realistic. Like, that's yeah. not... I appreciate the fact that it is rooted very, you know, firmly in sci-fi. I don't, you know, I don't want to mistake it for the real world. It is It is an interesting, you know, fiction. And I, I love it that way. Um, Yeah, so you mentioned... I mean, we're talking about the visuals of it. Um, the requirements, the hardware requirements, uh, not nearly as bad as I expected. So one thing that we were worried about is maybe they might make it to where you need a Valve Index headset and their new Knuckles controllers, which if you combine them together is currently $999 on Steam. Before Um, tax. Before tax, exactly. And then a very powerful gaming PC on top of that. Um, They did reveal that, I mean, let's be honest, it's probably going to play the best with that stuff. But they did reveal that it will work on any Steam VR headset. So that's Index, that's any of the Vives, that's any of the Oculus Rifts, as well as Windows Mixed Reality headsets, and I believe some Samsung headsets, which run the gamut from, you know, I mean, it's not going to be like 20 bucks, but you can go much, much cheaper than the Index. Um, you know, that's that's research for another time as to what, what is acceptable and what is not. But then uh, motion track controllers, pretty much any that come with any of those headsets. So... Um, and and many people might have already VR capable systems because you definitely correct, posted yeah. the requirements. Yeah, yeah. And I, I looked into them. Just the processor alone is it's only an i five. The re, they yeah. recommend an i five seventy five hundred, and it's a seventh gen i five. So before they start changing the cores, it's your standard four cores, four threads, three point four gigahertz. That is not. A high-end processor. That's that's your mid-range. I want to build a you know, twelve hundred dollar gaming PC. You're going to pop this in there and get a much nicer graphics card. Uh, So if you've got the system already and you have an option of you know whatever headset you want to get, you know it might only cost you another three four hundred dollars more, maybe. Yeah. To jump into VR, Um, especially with the options. Devin, have you talked about the options yet of how you can play this? Uh, I mean, I was talking about the different headset. Oh, 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 yeah. No, I didn't touch on that. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I forgot what it was. Okay, no, that's fine. (laughs) Um, real quick before we move on to that, touching on the the processors and stuff like that. Like, yeah, the i five seventy five hundred. You can get some used for a hundred and eighty and cheaper. Um, the Ryzen five sixteen hundred. That's the other recommended minimum processor. You're gonna want to go higher than this, but it is minimum recommendation. Uh, you can get that for around a hundred or less. Mm. Um, you know, and then a pro or a graphics card. Um, yeah, GTX ten sixty or an uh, RX five eighty. Um, how much is an RX five eighty going for these days? I know it's not terrible. Uh, I'm seeing some for one fifty to two hundred. Uh, some wow. a little bit less than that if you're willing to get used. Um. So, I mean, for the minimum specs, really, really not bad. Um, And then along with what John touched on, the options that you can play, um, you can play room scale, which means 
to actually move around you you know you need a full room kind of to play because you're going to be physically moving around in the world you can either do that you can either do standing in place to where it'll still track your head and hands but you don't have to be moving around the room uh, or you can be seated it'll still i believe track mm. head and hands but you you don't need to you just seriously play in the comfort of your own chair so yeah wow. that's legit yeah, so it's so, like really whatever you want to do. Oh, sorry, go ahead, John. Yeah, that's it's so they're they're pushing all this this accessibility accessibility. So if you yeah. if you don't have a room to dedicate to VR, if you live in a cramped room like mine, where if you just close your eyes for a minute, you're <laughs> going to break at least three bones, um, yeah. then you yeah. could you could set it up that way. And that's big for me too because I was worried about that. Yeah, although I, you were saying it's ideal to have room space, right? It is ideal to have room space. I mean, that feels from the virtual reality that I played. That feels the best. It mm-hmm. really you're getting your whole body involved, and it well because naturally you you're gonna do it anyways. So right. knowing, knowing that you can is ten times better. I remember my mom making fun of me for playing Metroid Prime. I think one on the GameCube, <laughs> and I was playing a really hard boss, and 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 uh, something about the way you had to attack the boss and then dodge his attacks. You had to like dodge left or dodge right as fast and as long as you could during certain attacks and it always felt like you were barely just going fast enough so she she was laughing she caught me and it was like whichever direction i needed to be going my whole body was leaning that direction (laughs) as far as it could go because i just kept dying to this stupid boss and i was so into it and it's like in vr as soon as you put that headset on man like you're in it so naturally if you allow your body to really get into it as well Mm-hmm. It's a different experience. It really is. So. I mean, they were talking about it in the final hours of Half-Life Alex, that video. They were saying they were loving to watch playtests because people are getting so enwrapped in this world. They're saying like some of their favorite things, and this is <laughs> going to give you an idea. Some of their favorite things were seeing like intense combat encounters to where you know, head crab, uh, head ca- zombines or whatever are coming at you mm-hmm. and they're having to reload, but they drop the clip because they're panicking. Oh, and so they're no. having to either grab a new clip or back up <laughs> and drop the clip for that. That's and it's like, horrifying. that happens only in VR. Yeah. Because it's, it's your hands, it's your movement. It's, you know, when you panic, you're going to make bad decisions and it's mm-hmm. just, Oh, sounds beautiful. Yeah, it does. It, yeah. It sounds like, it sounds like the kind of immersion that it's going to lead to a lot of people losing their jobs and their families. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thank God we don't have a, a legit VR MMO yet because yeah. humanity will die. That will be the end. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. What's that Too movie? Too much of an escape. Um, what's that movie? What? The movie Truman Show? No, it's all about VR. Uh, no, I was kidding. Gamer? Um, oh, wow, I can't think of it. Planet of the Apes. Yes, that one exactly. Oh, oh Titanic, yeah. <laughs> where he died in VR and woke no, up. No, wasn't there life. like a year or two, Gavin, Devin, a big like dystopian or like? Uh, oh, Ready Player One. Yeah, yeah Ready Player One. That's the go. one. I never go. actually saw it, but suddenly I realized that's what you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, was that good? Did you like that movie? I, it was I liked it a lot. I really didn't see it. Okay. <laughs> Did it you was not see it, or you really, really didn't, didn't see, see it? it. I didn't watch it. <laughs> okay, cool. I'm, I'm honestly, the same with you. I only slightly <laughs> didn't see it though, which is uh, yeah. It was good though. Um, I'll have to check it out. Okay, okay, let's continue to move on. We talked about 
how much modding came out of uh, Half-Life mm. 1 and Half-Life 2. After a conversation about ModDB the other day, I went back. ModDB is alive and well. They're, oh, yeah. they're doing very, very good with a lot of different games and, and mods of different games. Um, still, Source is active, you know, um, but it's a lot of different engines now. But I... I am going to watch with much interest because they've revealed that they're opening up a lot of these Source 2 and VR tools open to the community. They said Steam Workshop is fully um, available for add-ons, map uh, creation, um, and then, of course, people are just going to crack into this engine. Hmm. Will we see a Gary's Mod type game? Will we see what mods will come out of this? And will, you know, will people... I think eventually, yeah. Yeah. For sure. But it's like, I was looking at that is the only game I've really seen that has somewhat mods right now for VR was like Minecraft. Hmm, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. And so got Minecraft like, and VR. I haven't really seen any other VR games with heavy mods. Yeah. Speaking of which, that's an incredible example of the power of immersion. People yeah. loved Minecraft and VR. It was, I think one of the early, vr games right mm-hmm. i mean yeah people modded that people, thing immediately yeah. and they loved it and it yeah. looks like crap it's blocky massive <laughs> i mean the yeah. textures are so big that the pixels are so huge that you could see hey look it's a green square yeah um but people really dove into it yeah mm-hmm. no i know you're right that does speak volumes for the immersion of what vr does um mm-hmm. yeah so i guess we'll see um you know i want to wrap up but there's a couple questions that i want to ask I know it's too early because we don't even have Half-Life Alex, but do you think is this the beginning of potentially getting more Half-Life in VR either or more Half-Life either in VR or out of VR? Or do you think do you think this is the last Half-Life we get? <laughs> um, I think it's the last Half-Life in this series it, with these characters. Interesting. Okay. But I think it's gonna open the door for a whole new set. Maybe like how Fallout goes from like city to city or you know stuff like mm-hmm. that it's a different place and time of but the same you know the same universe completely that's an interesting so half-life it's just yeah. not these specific characters yeah yeah what do you think john i think they might be done until the next yeah. big game or the next or next big innovation in hardware yeah uh next big like peripheral launch, like yeah. they showed off what they could do with this, but imagine if they do come out with something like those tactile gloves where yeah. you could grab something and feel it. I think they're only going to do um, do it for that sort of thing. I don't think we're going to have any installments or even any hints at installments and definitely not promises of episodic content. I think <laughs> no matter what, we're not getting any promise of anything until oh, for they're sure. like 100 or 99.99% sure that they're actually going to make it. Um, and they're four months away from launch. <laughs> I mean, that's they're like, well, here it is again. Yeah, yeah. No, it's amazing what they've done with this. Mm-hmm. Um, I am with you guys. I, as much as I would love to say, okay, this is breaking the entry back into Half Life. I do hope we see more. Um, I do feel like maybe they are done with the main Half Life series. Maybe we never get that resolution to episode two. I would still love to see it. I like your idea, Zam. Maybe they revisit, or maybe they like expand the Half Life world. Maybe we. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, hear about the ending to that story through, you know, whatever, in-game lore or something. Um, yeah. But this could very well be the, the last Half-Life, which is which is sad, but like, mm-hmm. uh, as, as, as of a, a few days ago, sure. we didn't even think we were getting a Half-Life at all. So, yeah, seriously. Um, so, I'm excited for that. Now, however, uh, there was a couple interesting points 
in that video, final hours of Half-Life Alex. Um, I believe Jeff Keighley also said like, it does seem unlikely that you guys would have created all of this tech to just do one game and be done with it. And they did mm-hmm. agree. Um, but we do know at least one thing. And again, things happen. Valve says things and then they go back on them. But yeah. within the past year, Gabe Newell did say that they have three full half or not half life. Sorry. They have three full VR experiences. That is incredible. Even if so, they're not half life. And I'm guessing I'm fairly certain they're not going to be any yeah. valve experience in half life is going to be most likely incredible. The, yeah, I mean Dota that was the question, right? What do you, Dota what do you think and it VR. is? Oh my god, <laughs> could you imagine? I mean, there is a there is a Dota um like a watching feature. What's that called? Spectate feature in VR. I think you can spectate their big events in in VR. Um, so my question to you is: Now that we know what the first full VR experience is, Half Life Alex, what are your theories on what the others might be? I think a portal VR would be nauseating. Hmm. Yeah, seriously, they could be um, like whole new content. I mean, I'm it, thinking it it's whole like, new content. Yeah, or a new um, IP, I should say. Um, that would be interesting. Like, we haven't seen a new IP in a long time. Yeah, yeah, they haven't. I mean, what were you saying with this? They they were developing this game and they hadn't even chosen a world for it to be. In Correct. Yeah, um, yeah. So it sounds like they could just develop the mechanics to show off, or develop a game to show off what's capable with these controllers. Mm. Uh, and then just skin it how they want. Maybe yeah. they're not even, maybe they're not even heavy on story. Maybe they're it's some online shooter or some kind of puzzle game. So yeah, I mean, so those are your guesses. Uh, what did you think, Isaiah, as what to is? which uh, the other two projects are in VR? I think it's just something new. Yeah. Or okay. I would, I would, I think it was more of like a want a VR portal, even though how like sick you would get from it. Yeah, I would like to see that, but I think it's just something new. Yeah. So my theory is, um, I mean, it could be, I think it's possible that one of the other ones are a Half-Life game, either taking it and doing Half-Life 3 and then calling it done. Uh, oh, you know, like yeah. people like the mechanics enough. Okay, let's end the series with this or, or whatever. Um because I think there actually may have been more of an outcry if this was Half-Life 3. I, I get the intention. Because <laughs> there was already some anger, some trepidation. But since it's like, oh, this is Half-Life Alex, it... What, amazed... some anger because it's exclusive to VR? Yeah, it, that's the problem. Yeah. Um, some, that. some The hardcore Half-Life fans are still happy because it's a full Half-Life game and forever. And then the ones that are critical can be bought over by the fact that it's just going to be a good game and but it's like oh it's a, it's a side game so maybe we'll still get half-life 3 you know mm-hmm. um and then you'll wait another 12 years yeah yeah but i think the other one could be half-life 3 or something else half-life um that's wishful thinking but that's mm-hmm. a possibility the other one that i think uh john i talked to you about at one point there was a there was a scrapped concept uh for a portal game called f-stop um mm-hmm. There's not too much known about it, but um, looking in the wiki, basically talked about uh, it was a portal game where there was no portals, a new mechanic that was revolving around a camera and taking photos of objects and having to do with robots or the programming of robots. Um, Apparently, the mechanic was really interesting and really fun, and a lot of the playtesting 
uh, it sounds like a lot of the early playtesting people were kind of upset because they were, or like confused because it was a portal game without a portal gun. Hmm. Um, huh. I feel like this would work very well if they wanted to pick this up in VR because I don't know something about yeah, who doesn't love a good photo game. Yeah, something about that and however that works. And then you take out the portal aspect, so you remove the possibility of extreme motion sickness and vomit. <laughs> um, I want it. And then I call it, it call it something different. Either portal, like you know, instead of Half Life Three, Half Life Alex, maybe they call it Portal something, or they call it like Aperture Labs something. You know, so it's like obviously it's a yeah. different thing, but you know, the Portal fans know. Oh, sweet, it's more Portal essentially. Those are my theories. So we'll see how yeah. that pans out. That looks we'll... an interesting. So, I mean, camera game, apertures, labs. F-stop. I mean that works well, right? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I never even Who knows? That. But we know at least two things are in development. We hope they don't get canceled. Um so let's see. I mean, that's pretty much it for this topic. Uh before we move on to closing comments, do you do you guys want to talk about or mention anything else before we move on to closing comments? Just how excited I am. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. And how broke I'm gonna be. I'm saving my pennies. I seriously, like, I think I had, like, four bucks in my wallet, and I, I just took them and shoved them in an envelope somewhere. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. That's four dollars. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, so that's it. I guess it's time to move on to closing comments. Okay. Uh, for anybody who listened, I, you know, I'm just down to share this with friends and whoever you guys want to at first. I figure it'll take a few episodes before we get into the swing of things, but but I had yeah. fun. Oh, yeah, for sure. Thank you guys for doing this. This is actually a, a learning experience. Um, thank you to whoever listens. And, uh, yeah, let us know how you liked it. Um, if uh, you have any suggestions, if, you know, you want us to maybe talk about something in the future, change the format, talk more about, I don't know, man. Sometimes we can get together and talk about stuff that's new in the industry, talk about pff, the new Star Wars show. Mandalorian's mm-hmm. pretty hot right now. You know, oh, yeah. just hang out, have a good time. Uh, hope you like the sponsorship. Maybe we'll get random friends to, you know, jump in and do stupid sponsorships like that. Um, but I did create a specific Twitter account. Um, I'll try and just keep it for posting updates on the show and then send any feedback to that it's at tns radio on twitter that is at tns radio i mean like you said the mandalorian the upcoming star wars movie yeah yeah i feel like that might be a fun one to to tackle coming out oh yeah games i mean there's all sorts to talk about so and then we could have a rotating cast on and uh just hang out have a good time but thank you everybody all two of you for listening (laughs) and uh Hope you – what do you say? You know what? Let's do it like 8-4 play. Like somebody's got to take us out, do something weird to like end the episode. Who wants to take us out? Huh. <laughs>